Welcome to Beneath Your Beautiful, where guests share stories of adversity and perseverance, which inspire, encourage, and challenge us. We embrace these tough conversations, intimately exploring our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness. I'm Janine Grayson, and I am a mindset and confidence coach. And I essentially help my clients shed self-doubt and take empowered action in their lives. And what made you get into that? That's a big question. I think uh, largely my life experience has really shaped and molded me in this direction, but it was it was definitely an organic process. Did you have people who helped you with your mindset and then knew that because it helped you so much, you wanted to help others? You know, for many years of my life, I lived in a very limited mindset space. And I think I put a lot of stock of my happiness really revolving around other people changing and situations changing. And so when you live that way for a number of years, you often times just kind of can't get out of that space because it's been a gradual process of getting into that space. So I went through a cancer battle and it was during that time that I really had a transformational mindset shift, just myself sitting alone with myself and my thoughts. So that that was really kind of the spark that started to change my life and my trajectory. When I realized I was responsible for everything in my life. Exactly. Everything. This was the aha moment for me. I had lent a guy I liked all of my savings, $10,000, and he didn't pay me back. And every morning for a year, I woke up and the first thing I thought of was that mother effer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. I went to talk to somebody and she said, did he hold a gun to your head? And that really was a light bulb because I had to take responsibility for the fact that I kind of knew what kind of guy he was. No, I didn't kind of know. I knew what kind of guy he was. Right. I made the choice. Nobody held a gun to my head. It was my decision. And that freed me from all the angst because I had to get on with my life. And so taking responsibility for that led to all the choices I had ever made. Now, all the choices I make, I'm like, okay, it's my deal. It's so true. It starts with the decision to do that, right? Yeah. It's easy to blame other people. There are certainly individuals that do bad things and engage in dysfunctional behavior that affects us and external things in our environment that affect us, but we can choose to own where we're at or not. I can't remember her name. There's a a really great meditation lady that's, she's more than that, but she was at a seminar and this guy next to her was just making all these noises, these like consistent, annoying noises. And she was so frustrated with him. Sure. And then at the break, she realized it was the furnace making this consistent, annoying noise. Mm-hmm. She wasn't annoyed anymore because it was the furnace assigning blame, not taking responsibility. It's just something that's happening rather than somebody's causing something to happen. It's a reminder that we can really choose to reframe our thoughts at any point. Sometimes it takes 
hitting rock bottom. Sometimes it takes, you know, just a life changing event. And other times it can be a very ordinary moment, maybe a repetitive cycle of disappointment or frustration. And we can just have that aha moment where we say, wait a second, I could see this different. And if I'm willing to see it different, then I could actually look for other options or solutions to work through my feelings or the situation that I'm finding myself in. Our mind is so powerful like that. I'm 55, but you know, up until my mid forties, I was a victim of everything. And before I could take responsibility, my thought was, it happened to me. How can I change the story? But now I see that I can change my thoughts around the story. The facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I was sexually abused at seven, but I don't have to live there. And that's the freedom and the peace I want for everybody. And that's the inspiration for this podcast is to find people like you who help people get out of their suffering. Thank you for sharing that first off. And I want to be really clear with saying that we can experience really difficult events and be on the receiving end of awful things in our life. And I'm not discounting that, but I think we can choose to stay in a place of turmoil and pain, frustration and negativity because of those events, or we can choose to entertain a new thought or thoughts about the situation and essentially walk ourselves out of that really black hole that we might have spent years of our life in. As I'm sure you know, you can go through a traumatic experience and you can physically remove yourself from that experience, but you can still really be gripped emotionally by that. And so not to take away the pain and turmoil of those situations, but I do think that if we can reframe our mind from really staying in that place, kind of camping out in that place of negativity, I mean, we are human, we do have emotions, and I think really experiencing and feeling those emotions through that is part of the healing process, but we can choose to stay there or we can choose to extract what we want to from that experience to help shape us into a stronger version of ourselves and take a step forward in another direction. Locally, there was a synagogue who hosted a Holocaust survivor and he was in his 90s, I think. and. He was so sweet and cute. And the person interviewing him kept trying to get him to talk about the trauma and the terribleness to remind us, of course. I mean, I understood why he was doing it. But the older man would not go there. He was just so positive and, you know, he had survived it and it was in the past and he had a beautiful life since then. And I really appreciated that because like you're saying, we can go through hard things. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean we didn't suffer. Mm -hmm. But we do not have to stay there. My favorite people in life are the ones that have been through some really tough chapters. I feel like those individuals have perspective. They have a depth that maybe some people don't. And 
I so respect it and appreciate it. My high school teacher's favorite quote was, suffering builds character. And of course, as high school students, we didn't get it. Sure. But as a grown woman, I sure get it. I really like that. It's really true. Absolutely. We're more well-rounded. When we have experience with the bad, the bitter, the tough things in life, we have a more elevated appreciation and gratitude for all the wonderful, precious, good, and positive things in life as well. So it really gives perspective in that sense. I just interviewed somebody who said, you can't have the sweet without the bitter. Correct. I volunteer and we take pictures of people facing life-threatening illnesses. And so I've taken pictures of a mother with her stillborn and a family taking their two-week-old off-life support, a teenager with leukemia. And I just feel really richer for it and more appreciative of, oh, I get another day. I got another day. A lot of the pain points of the population that I serve are very much pain points of what I call my previous life before I really made the choice to kind of transform and change everything in my life. And so I really know what it feels like to be stuck, to have the capacity for change, but to be controlled by thoughts that for some reason tell you nothing's going to change. You can't change. You're sort of stuck. Mm -hmm. The mind is a really powerful thing and it can largely control what we try, what we don't try, taking a step forward, moving outside of our comfort zone. And so I can really relate to that feeling of Gosh, when you find yourself in a really tough situation in life and you almost just feel like you're suffocating, it's scary to move forward and it's scary to stay in the same situation dealing with what you're dealing with. Yeah. So how do you in particular help people move forward? My process is really helping individuals initially identify what their limiting beliefs are about themselves. and. To summarize, I mean, limiting beliefs are thoughts that we have about ourselves or our abilities that largely hold us back in life, that prevent us from trying new things, making different choices, taking a step forward. And the most common kind of limiting beliefs is something that revolves around, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I don't have the capacity to do something almost like we're discouraging ourselves before we even try. So the first thing that I do is really help my clients extract and identify what those limiting beliefs are that are holding them back. And then we focus on reframing new thoughts. And our belief system that we operate from in life, our beliefs are largely thoughts that are repeated over and over and over again. We engage in a process where we create new thoughts and we engage in repeating those and reminding ourselves of those new thoughts and with the goal of turning those into new beliefs. And then the third part of my process is really helping my clients take action. So 
we can have wonderful transformational thoughts, but until we take a step forward, no matter how little the step is, there needs to be a bit of action that follows that. Somebody just said to me the other day, they were like a little frozen with overwhelm. And they said, it's like I'm eight years old again. Mm -hmm. I thought, ooh, but you're not. And you can do some work to not stay there, to not have that response anymore. But that's up to them to want to change, even to believe that they can. I think that's a key too. What do you think about that? Let me try and address what I heard from you, which was very powerful. And I agree with it. So first off, limiting beliefs can absolutely, yes, they can start from childhood. They can stick with us through our adult years, or they can be intensified, or we can pick up additional limiting beliefs through very unhealthy relationships or situations that we find ourselves in life as we are growing and evolving. And what you said about overwhelm, it's such a common feeling to have stress and overwhelm. And overwhelm largely happens when we are taking an overview of a situation. Mm -hmm. Overwhelm largely is the result of like a bird's eye view of kind of the whole situation. Oh gosh, this is what's going on. This is what I'm probably going to have to do. This is all the things that I'm going to have to do to get myself out of the situation. And so, because so many of us can relate to overwhelm and I can myself, the problem with allowing ourselves to get in the state of overwhelm is it usually results in us not taking action because we're totally overwhelmed and it can feel paralyzing. We can have that flashback of, wow, a situation in our childhood where we felt the same way. It can trigger a lot of things from our past. So that's why I believe that focusing on small steps forward one at a time is incredibly powerful for change. When I had my, my moment of transformational mindset shift, and that was the defining moment that I chose to start speaking to myself differently start entertaining new thoughts. And then that was followed by taking new action. Mm -hmm. And then the courage and the confidence was built along the way of that. If in that moment of having my transformational mindset shift, if I would have thought to myself, wow, you have got to get yourself well from this cancer battle. You've got to find your way out of this toxic relationship that you've been in for years this could potentially lead to a new career, moving to a new city, a new relationship. If I would have thought in terms of that mm. and looked at the full picture of what potentially may or may not be the overview, if you will, I think I would have just been debilitated with overwhelm. So I think there's a lot of power at times when we feel overwhelmed to really just focus on what we identify as being the needed next step forward. Because with each step that we take forward, we kind of glance over our shoulder and say, wow, wow, I didn't think I could do that. And you know, here I am. I just took this step forward. I'm feeling pretty good. So with the momentum of moving forward, we move away little bit by little bit from that 
overall feeling of just being overwhelmed and riddled with fear. Mm -hmm. I really love what you said about overwhelm. And I've never thought about it as the bird's eye view. But what you made me think about was we're playing a movie. We're picturing all the things that are going to happen in our head of what's going to happen, all the things that have happened in the past, and we're just not being present. What really struck me when you were saying that is that they are not living in this moment, that they are however old they are, they're not that eight-year-old, and that they're definitely looking forward, going, oh, no, no, looking back, going, oh, no, no, it's familiar, and not going, here I am, what can I accomplish this moment, the next step, like you're saying. I really like the bird's eye view because actually you can see backwards and forwards in the bird's eye view behind you and in front of you. So that is a cool way of visualizing playing the movie in your head. I think a feeling that many of us and in a place that maybe many of us are or have been in our life that's very connected to the feeling of overwhelm is fear of failure. And I think that can be largely something that holds us back a lot in life from taking a chance, doing something different, moving outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I just want to take a moment and really deconstruct that thought process. I think there are some really wonderful things that we can gain by experiencing failure, if you will, by things not working out as we had planned. And one of those things is life experience. You know, when things don't work out as planned, gosh, we sure learn a lot about ourselves and we learn a lot about the situation that we might be facing. And we learn a lot about what we would maybe do different next time. And I think also, you know, failing or experiencing failure helps us build resilience. Resilience is incredibly important, regardless of what chapter you are at in life, because life is full of change. To have the mindset of embracing more imperfect action and just knowing that it's okay to not do things perfect. It's okay to experience failure because what we get in return from things not working out, I believe is more valuable. We learn the most when things don't work out more so than when things work out as planned. I have a funny story about that. I was dating a guy that I I knew he wasn't forever. We were having issues and I asked him to go to a counselor to talk about our issues. And he went and I thought the counselor would fix him. And then I'd like him more. What happened was he came over after seeing the counselor and he said, I realized that you don't love me as much as I love you. And I'm leaving. And I instantly thought it did work out just not the way I expected. Right. Isn't that interesting? Even though we expect one thing, We can receive another and it doesn't mean it didn't work out. It did work out just not the way we expected. What do you think about having a different mindset, but not making any changes? For instance, my daughter called. She was upset about something. She was emotional about something that had happened at work. 
and she was crying and she was berating herself for crying. And I said, your body is so smart because you're letting it out. You're perfectly feeling your emotions. Mm-hmm. Your body is so wise to do that. So I guess the idea is if she could see it differently, but not actually change anything. I don't think she should have not cried. I think she was perfectly being who she was, experiencing the emotions and feelings. You keep saying changing and into action. And I get that because we all can use improvement. But what about learning to love yourself right where you're at? What about that? That's a great question. And for some people, that is the transformation. And really good point. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because for some people, the transformation is literally physically changing their body or their location or what they do for a living or the relationship that they're in. For other people, it's discovering happiness. Mm. For other people, it's learning to love themselves more. Yeah. Shifting our mindset does not make everything perfect. But what it does is it it almost changes like we put on a different pair of glasses. It changes the lens mm-hmm. that we look through and it helps us seek solutions or look at things under a different lens. So for example, the transformation that your daughter could have or might experience in that situation is that she had a situation that upset her and maybe her go-to behavior was to cry it out to kind of, you know, express those emotions. And so a mindset shift might have been instead of looking at that as an unhealthy behavior, she might look at that as a tool for dealing with the situation that I'm in is to allow myself to really like cry it out for five minutes And be grateful that I have identified that tool and then embrace that feeling of wholeness and happiness after that. Really what the mindset shift does is it changes the lens. I love that. That we look at things and people and situations. It's the reason why you can have individuals deal with seemingly similar external situations like a particular kind of illness, or you mentioned the elderly individual that came from the concentration camps, something like that, that can be so debilitating. Why is it that some individuals can stay in the place of suffering and other individuals can extract some level of wholeness or gratitude or beauty moving forward? The transformation is just the choice that they make by switching their thought process and their mind shift and just looking at what's in front of them, what's around them differently. That's really lovely. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beneath Your Beautiful, hosted by Hara Allison. And thank you for your ratings and reviews. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Stay tuned.